Hello, my name is Elizabeth Collins and this is NZ Vegan Podcast episode 144. Um, I have a very special guest on the show today. I'm so excited to introduce Jeff Lyons. Um, he's been doing the street stall with me for years now and I can't believe that he hasn't come on the show sooner but then I haven't been doing my podcast or the street stall for over two years. So anyway, we're going to be back, aren't we Jeff? So welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really glad to be doing this uh, as I've listened to your podcast for years now. And uh, we've done the street stall together for years. But uh, yeah, it's good to be on here. Thanks so much. Uh, it's awesome. And I thought that what we would do is tell everyone, talk to everyone about the street stall because we are going to be starting it up again, which is I'm I'm jonesing for the street store, Yes, I'm sure likewise. you are. But likewise. I just thought if you could just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, you know, the old, the sort of the vegan story, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll make that very quick. Um, I started out uh, actually being a vegetarian in 1978. I, I, I um, felt odd about eating animals uh, but but you know like most people growing up with that it, it didn't really hit home with me but um I, I have to admit it started it really started out as a health thing only and it quickly became an animal rights thing as i met other at that time even vegetarians uh and for years and years i thought i was doing the right thing um, and, you know, people used to tell me, oh, vegans, they've taken it too far, they're purists, they're extremists, and not really having a lot of uh, information about vegans at the time, I, I just kind of passed it off as that. And for all those years that I was a vegetarian, uh, I just kind of languished in it, and and. Um, about, oh God, it's been about seven years ago now, six years, seven years, I um, came across uh, just online uh, something that, uh, a, a discussion with Gary Francione, or Francione, and um, it piqued my interest. And I, I read some stuff about the uh, dairy industry and right then and there I became a vegan and I've never looked back and never will look back and and I was sorry that I hadn't uh, had that information available to me 41 years ago uh, it's it's really a shame yeah but that's basically my journey in, into being a vegan well, you made it. We all make it eventually. Um, the best thing is that you did it. Um, that's how I feel about it. Um, I um, I know that it's it's been really amazing having you helping me with the street store and so reliably. Um, I'm glad that you're into it. It seems like a lot of people aren't so into it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. They well, want to do other things. Um, yes. Maybe it's our age, Jeff. I mean, you know, we are on the other side of 40, <laughs> both of us. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, um, but I just, yeah, it's just, um, 
It's really, really great. And you've read Gary Francione's books. You've read some of his books as well. Yes, yes, I most definitely have. Uh, it certainly rang true with me uh, what, what Gary Francione had to say about uh, the abolitionist approach. It, it makes so much sense to me. And I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that, you know, education uh, talking to people, getting them to, to understand their speciesism and all of that is the way to, to do this. Uh, going into a supermarket or a restaurant in this, you know, going into Chipotle's in the States or something and he's holding signs and yelling, you know, this is murder, doesn't really teach anybody anything it's not going to get people who are are already um i i, I shouldn't use the word well yeah maybe wary of vegans and stereo have stereotyped vegans as a certain type of person um it's not going to get them on on uh, on our side or I, I shouldn't say on our side but it's not going to help them to transition or become aware about veganism there it immediately gets your back up you know it's like hey these crazy people coming in here so doing the stall is great and as you know we've we've seen people come in and talk to us at the stall and even people who start off being very much against us will after a bit sit and have a real conversation with us and and actually learn some stuff. And we've had people come back later and say, you know what, I talked to you guys and I started thinking about this and I'm a vegan now. I know, and the thing, and it's funny because if we had done this podcast, um, say two, even three years ago or something, um, or however many, um, year, a few years ago, we wouldn't be talking about the people walking around in restaurants holding signs. We'd just be talking about welfareism because, Absolutely. you know, but, and so what I've, what I don't know how you feel about it, but the way I feel about it is, so when I started out, um, there was, um, there was, there was people who said promote veganism and then there was everybody else. And then there's a whole bunch of young people who, um, went vegan Although everyone who tells me I've gone vegan, I'm s sort of sadly quite, I'm a little bit skeptical. I'm like, do you mean, do you mean you're vegan or do you eat a plant-based diet and wear leather right. or do you use honey? Because it is the term, I mean, it's inevitable. Like, I, I, I know that it's just part of it. The backlash is part of it, the ridicule and all that stuff. And also the misinformation and the disinformation and the deliberate sabotaging of the word. And, you know, that's just something that we have to deal with. And I accept it as part of the battle. It's just the way it is. We just have to be consistent about it. Right. Um, it is infuriating that so many... The animal movement. The animal movement is infuriating. It's so infuriating, and <laughs> and that. But what's happened is these young people. Gary Francione's work on a superficial level ha has reached a lot of people superficially. So they see the slogans and then they start changing their rhetoric, which is what I used to talk about a lot. Oh, and now they're like going on about animals. Are, animals aren't property. All sentient beings and all this stuff. That's all Gary Francione's rhetoric from his work. Right. But it's on a superficial level. They don't get it. They're still promoting groups like in New Zealand, Safe, 
They're still yeah. calling themselves direct animal action, and it's all single-issue campaigns, which is totally welfareist, about battery hands, and completely supporting this welfareist ideology. And then you have DXC, who you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who I mentioned without actually seeing DXC, but right. we'll go ahead and see DXC. Well, yeah. yeah, and then they're, they're going and enchanting. But that's nothing new. I mean, you look at the animal movement, they're always doing stuff like that, painting themselves in blood. I remember, you know, a few years ago, it was like you painted yourself... You laid on a styrofoam thing and you painted yourself in blood and you pretended to be a piece of chicken on a styrofoam and it was always naked always women although some guys too probably and then it was then we're going to hold a corpse and like we're all going to hold corpses of animals and they've done that here too but it's just astonishing to me the fight against having conversations like interactions with people i call it one-way activism absolutely and, and, you know, the, the, the sad thing, if I can just interrupt for a second, the sad thing is, is that uh, people think that this is what activism is supposed to look like. Yeah. That activism is nothing else but theater and and getting in people's faces and yelling and screaming. Uh, and they couldn't be more wrong. Uh, and I, I, we've talked about this before privately, but... Um, I, I, I'm a strong believer in the way that the Black Panthers went about their activism. It was all about education. Uh, and for, for many people who aren't old enough, uh, to have been around when the Panthers were around, uh, I, I, I certainly was, (laughs) and I, I was in a place where the Panthers were quite prevalent, um, in, in Compton, uh, California, in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, we would see what they were actually doing. And these guys were educating people and they were feeding the community and they had this this presence there um, where, you know, the, 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 the only thing, the thing with the guns, uh, they were using that just to show that they weren't going to be intimidated. They weren't threatening anybody with guns. It was just that was the only show that there was. Uh, but their main thing was about educating people. And, and that's, that's, that is the way to get through to people. It's, it's about education. Uh, again, getting in people's faces, it may feel good to, to, to the person doing it, You know, it's like, oh, I'm out there and I'm really fighting and I'm doing this. But in in reality, you're actually being counterproductive to the goal that we all say we want to achieve. Yeah, I agree, obviously. And I feel I do feel like for a lot of these people, especially um, the movement is dominated by young men, men in general, it's always been dominated, but young men, and then they feel like unless they're putting themselves in some kind of danger, danger of being arrested, or of having some kind of confrontation, where it's almost like, like you say, Jeff, like, they don't feel like it's activism, unless there's a really serious conflict involved. And I really do feel that when they see our street stall and we're actually smiling and talking to people and um, listening to people they think that we're they think we're betraying like I don't know if they do but I guess that they feel like well that's a betrayal because look they're they're collaborators or whatever and the 
and we're actually challenging these people and we do Absolutely. you know and we do have some situations where things get really tense but um, we talk through it and we never back down. We never back down. But we're not putting ourselves in risk of being um, thrown in jail. And then you can become a martyr. And, you, know, yeah. you know. Well, well, that's the thing. Activism has been so trivialized by, by various media. And again, just to, to restate that, this is what people think activism is supposed to be now. Uh, and, 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 and it's not, there are certain situations where it is good to get in people's faces, you know, uh, and, and to, to bring attention to your movement, but, but we do, but we've got a big sign. It's just that we're not like yelling or screaming or trying to get arrested or yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, that's the thing Uh, that, that doesn't, not only doesn't have to be done, but like I say again, it's counterproductive because you're getting uh, it, it, with veganism. You know, non-veganism is the accepted, and I hate to use the word, but norm. It is, and 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 that is the the big problem. Uh, you you can't just go into a place like I say and start yelling at people. And shaming people into becoming a, a, a vegan. It, it's, it, it doesn't really follow logic that, that your, your audience there is going to say, hey, you know what? Those guys are right. I'm, I'm going to put down that, that uh, beef burrito that I'm eating right now and, and go ahead. People are going to look and they're going to say, well, wow, what a bunch of kooks. They're coming in, disturbing people's meals, and screaming and yelling with, with a you know with blood dripping down their faces, and they just look like nitwits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no two ways. So you know the 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 thing that the thing that I see the thing that I thought I would find the 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 thing that scared me away from doing the street stall in the beginning was or from doing any vegan activism was the fear of confrontation because I had seen as a kid growing up the only thing I knew about animal activists was what they threw paint on people they yelled at people they got into punch-ups with people you know the same old same old and so I just assumed that that's what that was the default like I actually did think that that was default activism too and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that you could go out and um, educate and it was it's a form of conflict it's a form of challenge because you're challenging people I mean we challenge people way more than the welfareists do that these groups support they are busy perpetuating the status quo and stroking people's egos and making them feel better about not buying free-range eggs yes yes yeah yeah and and that that in itself Again, the, the, the welfare is, uh, is, is a major, major problem. Uh, they don't even hide behind the, the mask of veganism. In fact, I, I was just talking to a person from SAFE a couple of days ago, and, uh, and, and they were asking me, you know, why I, because I, I told them I was vegan. And they said, oh, you got to, you know, be part of safe and everything. And I told them, absolutely not. And I told them why. And they w- were just dumbfounded by that. They, they couldn't believe 
that uh, that that safe was again being counterproductive to uh, uh, veganism. Um, and for the exact things that you just said about free range eggs and all this kind of stuff that happy meat and everything that makes people feel good about doing the same thing that uh, the, the, the same violence towards animals. Yeah, they don't um, have to do anything. I mean, that was one of the things I remember most about my very first interview with Gary Francione was he we were talking about it and he said they, you know, they they love the welfare is because you know you don't have to do anything we're telling people you have to actually do something you have to make change and then the people from dxc would be arguing the same you know oh we're telling them too but you're not you're not doing it in a productive way you're doing it in a way that that makes you feel like a hero and gets you on you know the internet and people look at you and think you're brave because you might be physically putting yourself in danger well i don't necessarily think that's brave i think that it might be a little bit stupid if it's unnecessary and a lot of what people do is they compare it to the civil rights movement and they say look at the freedom fighters they were putting yeah. themselves in danger and they were going in but they weren't going in and screaming at people they they was different they just wanted Absolutely. to have a cup of tea or, you know, whatever it was that they were doing. I mean, obviously they weren't vegan. They wanted, so they were the ones being attacked. I mean, if it gets to the point, Jeff, if it gets <laughs> to the point where we as vegans, like, I don't know where things are going, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years time. What with the type of, of things that everyone wants to do. And I believe there's infiltrators and people who want nothing more than us to turn violent. Um, sure. So the, the state can crack down on us. So maybe there will be a time where we'll be standing in the street store and people will come up and physically attack us. Or we'll get arrested for handing out vegan flyers. I hope not. But if that's the case, then I would be a civil disobedient person. And I would not stop talking about veganism. And I would non-violently stand up. But that's different Absolutely. I mean, need I say more? So people are, are really confused. And I feel like the young people are also, they're bored. They want excitement. And, you know, sometimes we stand around at the street stall for a couple of hours and nobody comes up. I mean, we've got our sign there. But um, because I'm not the type of person who likes to go up and give out flyers, it's just not my thing. And I'm no, not the type and, of, Yeah. And, and, just quickly, I was just saying, I don't think we should go up to people and, and hand out stuff. I, I think the best thing is to let them come to us. Uh, and and initiate a conversation that way rather than soliciting a conversation. Uh, well, we kind of solicit with our bribey cupcake sign, but still, they still have to come up. And yeah. lots of people come up who don't want a cupcake. They're like, no, I don't eat processed sugar. And we're like, okay, but they still want to talk. People yeah. do come up. I mean, yeah. but yeah. I feel like young people, they, you know, because we, we've had a couple of young people come up and hang out and they've been the young people who are in, who are in Auckland who are really into the whole wearing masks and um, the cubes and like showing the really graphic footage. To me, it's because they don't understand the theory. They don't know anything other than superficial slogans. They think they're abolitionists. They don't understand anything. They haven't really understood the theory. They, they don't understand. And so they're out there promoting. They think that they're radicals because they're doing stuff that makes people think they're radicals. Yeah. Um, because they're wearing masks and stuff, but they're not, they don't understand enough to have a conversation. And it's easy to hide behind a video because the video can do all the talking for you and you don't have to ha actually have to say anything. You don't have to really yeah. answer any questions. You can just point to the video. That's all you point to. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And we know that that leads to treatment orient, you know, orientation anyway, but it's, yeah. it's lack of education of themselves and they don't want to. So it's, it is a real problem. Um, yeah. 
I mean, and it's 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 much easier for people that way because you don't have to read anything, you don't have to do any research whatsoever. It's easy to hold up a sign and to yell a slogan or yeah. sing a song or something, and uh, that's I think that's where some a lot of people. In fact, I, I have a friend in, in Los Angeles who I used to be in constant contact with, and she's a vegan. But she could not understand for the life of her why I wouldn't support single issue campaigns. Uh And um, we had this very conversation uh, that that we're having right now. But it just it it, she she could not let it go. She she felt like you have to get out there, get in people's faces. That's the only way to get this done. Uh, Yeah. And I. Does she know yeah. that you do the street stool? I mean, yeah, she way, does. She, 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 she does. And that was where she would would falter on her uh, activism like that. She 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 actually even admitted that, you know, you really you really have to be the type of person or she said she feels like or felt like you have to be the type of person that, you know, wants to go out and talk to people and and you have to do all this reading and everything, you know, before. And why should it be so complicated, as she put it, to go out and support animals? Um, you know, admitting that she would rather take the easy way in quotes, <laughs> the mm. easy way and and give money to, you know, with whatever organization is going to save dolphins or something like that. And that made her feel good about uh, her position. And they do all the hard work. I mean, one of the things like I still get people every now and then writing to me and I let them know you actually we actually have to work. Like, we're not paid. Like, you know, SAFE is a, is a, a company. I mean, they have paid employees. They have people who, who it's their full-time job to, org- to design flyers, organize events, um, arrange all the logistics around these things. And then they have a whole ton of volunteers who they rely on. But the volunteers, um, there's lots of them. It's not just two. So um, it is... When we're like people, you actually have to, it's work. And, you know, like we don't just get to show up. We actually have to set everything up. But I think that um, going back to engaging with people, I do feel like, um, you know, you have people, you have these video guys, like um, the ones who film themselves traveling around the world, again, living off donations and having <laughs> like conversations with um with people and filming it and then broadcasting that out and then saying, look, you know, and I think it is disempowering in a way because they're saying, you know, I can do this. I mean, I haven't really watched a lot, a lot of their videos. A lot of them do spout again on a superficial level, the mm. rhetoric of the abolitionist approach. And they think that it makes them sound, um, but, but then they'll turn around and support and defend single issue campaigns. I mean, to me, the biggest clue, like even if, even if there are people who are, who never promote welfare explicitly, like um, they just talk about eating animals and, and, and abusing animals and or they don't even use abuse. Like they use the abolitionist rhetoric, like ending all animal use. It's un, un, mm-hmm. unjust and blah, 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 blah. But they never, ever, ever for the life of them even slightly criticize the welfareist movement because 
they want that support and they want that acceptance and they need that exposure that because the welfareist movement dominates. So to right. me, a true, I'm sorry, but a true abolitionist is someone who denounces animal welfare because animal welfare is the, and, and single issue campaigns and all of this stuff, um, the mm-hmm. treatment focus and stuff. If you're not denouncing that, you don't get how big a part of the problem that is. And as you know, Jeff, when we do the street store, we spend a lot of time undoing the damage with people. We have to go backwards before we can go forwards because they've had it knocked into their heads that because they buy free-range eggs, they're a good person and they're on our team. Or if they're a vegetarian, then they're one of us and we're all the same. I mean, how many people come up to us, Jeff, and say, oh, yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm a vegetarian. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we hear that all the time. And then we have to have a big sigh and like, oh, here we go. Now we have to like, because sometimes vegetarians are the worst. Well, they they are. They are because and because just what you were saying, they've been patted on the back and told, hey, you know, great, man, you're doing you're 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 doing so great. You 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 only you only eat meat on on, you know, three days a week and not six days seven days a week you know and you're yeah, or you only fantastic. eat eggs or you're only you know you don't you don't you don't like how can people not and then when we tell people like i remember that one time we told that vegetarian who genuinely didn't know do you remember that she was yeah. a woman and she did not know like and i believed her she genuinely didn't know she was from the city she didn't know anything about farming um which is how i grew up and she did not know that the calves were killed and that the mothers were killed, and that yeah. it was this terrible thing, and the eggs as well. And she sat there and said to us, I am never, ever, like she had the revelation that you had, and she became vegan, remember? Mm-hmm. Because yep, someone I... told her, um, and she had never been told that before, and she considered herself to be an animal rights person, but nobody yeah. in the animal rights, I mean, I hate the animal, like even saying animal rights movement, because it's not. Yeah, yeah, They'd yeah, yeah, no, de- definitely. Yeah, never told uh, her. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, but that's the thing. And, and again, I, I think my, uh, my story of becoming vegan is, is very typical. Um, and, and, you know, that, like I say, I mean, in the very beginning, and I had heard the term vegan, you know, back when I, in 1978, I, I, I'd heard of it, but Mm -hmm. again, I was just told they're just crazy. You know, being a being a vegetarian is good enough. You know, don't worry about the rest of it. If you love animals, being a vegetarian is perfect. And and like and sadly, I relied on that for for you know many many years for decades. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I and I think that is the 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 importance of the the street stall yeah. because we are the kind of people that I needed to talk to. 40 years ago. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I had been exposed to a vegan, if I had walked down Queen Street 40 years ago and saw some people out there with a vegan booth, even as a vegetarian, I'd say, well, uh, what are these vegans about? And I go and talk to them and go, oh my God, wow, I should be a vegan. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not crazy. They actually make a lot of sense. If they don't wear, like, if they're not lying on a styrofoam thing covering themselves with blood or, um, you know, screaming and chanting, like, you know, ah, I mean, that's the whole thing. And then, um, 
and people are like, I don't care if you think I'm crazy, la la la. And I'm like, well, we need to be taken seriously. And it trivializes it. That's the problem. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the biggest objections. And that's what Gary Francione keeps trying to bring up when he criticizes these groups is you are trivial. You are making a mockery. You are turning it into a spectacle. This is a joke. And you yeah. think you're being deadly serious. And I, and, and I, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and and that's what it does. It turns it into a joke. It's a spectacle. Yeah. Um, it's it's a circus. It's you know I I watch this happen over the years in uh, in political protests as well. It's the same thing. Mm. Um, you you can you see people and they're doing theater and and all this kind of stuff and it. It really just makes everybody look like a bunch of kooks. Uh, so yeah, I, I again, I, I, I don't think we can state it enough how important education, sane education, is. Yeah, and education just for people listening um, who um, do get it twisted. When we say theater, we don't mean like I actually think political theater is great. I mean, you if you you know I you know there's people who used to write songs, you know abolitionist songs and sing them, and there's still people right. who do. That's great. And if you'd write a play and you write a really good play, but what we what we mean by theater is like, for example, we met this guy at the street store, and um, I doubt very much he's listening. And if he is, you know, I don't. I'm sorry, you know, that I'm not like, but I remember he wrote to me and he was like, um, oh, well, we're doing this thing. They had women out on the street with their breasts out, like with like a tube and like pretending that they were being milked, you oh, know, God. and I, oh. and he's like, this is the kind of thing. And I was like, wow, thanks so much for doing that. Um, as a woman, I'm really grateful. I mean, I was being sarcastic. I mean, I was like, this is terrible. And then he didn't get it. And I, that is the type of thing we mean. And this, and this whole, you know, um, the, the, all the altercations and things like that, they're, oh, it's, they're just, I really think it's really egotistical. And, um, it is. Well, it, it's, it's, it, again, it's easy to feed into that part of our psyche, though. That is the easy thing for people to feed into. Uh, so it's, it's, it's often, you know, I, I can, I don't agree with it at all. However, I do understand it because there's so much confusion out there. And you, you talked about it earlier with the, all the major groups uh, here and abroad. Uh, you get all these mixed messages and things that really don't follow logic on how to attack this problem. Yeah. So people are confused. And, and the easy thing to go to is, is emotion. You go to the emotional part of the issue. And and that that's where people go. So, you know, somebody's going to look and they're going to say, yeah, you know, if we get out and we paint ourselves and women can put their breasts out and pretend like they're being milked and stuff. That's what's going to get people's attention. And it's easy. Everybody's like, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, let's go. And it does get attention, but not the it type gets of attention. Yeah, so it's going to say it gets attention, but not the right type of attention. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we don't we don't get that attention, but we have the th if, if everybody would do. Oh, I mean, I've said it so many times before, but this is what we have in New Zealand. Um, I just wanted to touch upon one other thing you said about the vegetarian thing as well, though, is mm -hmm. that when you went vegetarian, Jeff, mm -hmm. um, as a man of color in 
you know, the United States in the 70s, you were given a lot of slack. Like, you were given a lot of rubber. Flack. Like, flack. flack <laughs> yeah, yeah, word, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. I also feel like a lot of these old long-time vegetarians who we've met, they were also called freaks and they were ridiculed by their families and they were made fun of and they were... And so they feel like they have this righteous, like, how dare you tell me that I'm... You know, the, you don't know what I've been through as a vegetarian in the 70s and the 80s and my family. And, and I'm like, look, be that as it may, it doesn't change the fact that you're still exploiting animals. And that's what we're talking about. But don't you find that that defensiveness comes from that as well? It's not just from being patted on the back. It's like they were, yeah. you know, marginalized for all. I mean, now the vegetarian movement is huge. But yeah. um you know, and also there's entire oh. cultures that are vegetarian, but oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, I agree with that 100. Uh, and you know, we can all easily be stuck in our ways, especially when we think when we think that we're doing something righteous. Uh, it's easy to get stuck in your ways, and anybody that that confronts that, that challenges that. Um, you know, most people, their first reaction is to retaliate. And uh, I, I, I was happy that I wasn't that way, that um, I took it on board and just immediately said, oh, my God, I, I've been wrong all these years. Let me do the right thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, props to you. And also, I think it's because you came across this really compelling argument. And it was I don't and it wasn't somebody in your face. I mean, one of the things I love about the street stall is that people will come and stand around and hear us talking to somebody else. Yeah. And they um, aren't, so we do get retaliation. I mean, we, we you know, the, the whole nature of this is getting, is being, people are, they, they come to us and we, we spend the entire time rebutting all of their defenses. They they yeah. try this, they try this angle, they try that, they try absolutely everything. But because, mm -hmm. number one, we've been doing it a while, but also because we're solid in abolitionist theory, and so we understand how to address these things in yes. a way that is representational of of animal rights non-compromisingly. And that's not me saying I'm some kind of genius. It's because I read the no, books I, and I learned the theory. And the theory is not hard to learn. You just have to do it. And you also have to let go of your own speciesism. And you have to let go of your loyalties to all of these animal groups who do play upon your emotions and show the videos and, and say, we're sacrificing, you know, all our time. And, um, you know, we're trying to fight for these animals. And all you're doing is like being mean to us and... Yeah, yeah, and and it's a shame that they that people, <clears throat> excuse me, do feel that way that we're being mean to them or anti the rest of you know whatever they group that they're with or whatever. It's it's not that it's not that at all. And and you know you know what one thing I, I did want to get back to um, uh, talking about the street stall though yeah. was that what one thing we do is to dispel a lot of the, the preconceived notions of not only vegans, but veganism itself. And, and we hear it all the time. People come in and they have these ideas about uh, what, what we are, what we do, what we think, what we want. Uh, we, you know, I've had a number of people, and I'm sure you have too, 
uh, say, well, we just want to change laws uh, to, to control the way people eat. Uh, that, that's, that's one thing that I've heard several times from people doing yeah. the stall. Yeah, it's a and, diversion, isn't it? Yeah, it, 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 it is. <clears throat> it, but it's things that they, that, that they have heard other people say yeah. uh, that, that uh, don't like what we're doing. And, uh, they, yeah, it, it's so I, I like that we dispel some of these preconceived notions. Uh, I, I think it's a really good thing. And I, I, I think that groups like DXE actually support those preconceived notions. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They do. And, you know, they work. And this is oh, it's just it's really hard to empathize with. I, I try to. um empathize with the people who are volunteering and try to find a way to get to them but the thing that the thing that I've like you know how you, we were talking about the whole um the the industry is fighting against them using the word meat and milk and stuff like that and you're like it's mm, just a yeah. giant diversion it is a giant diversion because the more we talk about that rubbish we're not talking about the animals we're not talking about the victims. The more people can get us to talk about everything but the victims, they then then they're fine. And they're and we that's why we have to bring it back to the victims. So I don't care I don't care if we can't I really don't. And I was in the sh I was like thinking the other night, I was like, hmm, you know, I wouldn't care if like we just had to put a V in front of everything. So it would be like V's and Vot Dog. And Van Berger. I don't care. I don't care. I do not care about that. It is a diversion. The minute you start talking to someone and you are starting to confront their deepest because it is an emotional thing and people do love animals and they, 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 it's very scary to them to realize that they are being a monster, like an actual, you know, horrific, like, Nazi, you know, I mean, I hate to use that word. We don't use that word, but I can use no, it on the yeah. podcast. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, when, yeah. when you think about what we put animals through, you know, the torture and everything like that. When I first went vegan, I mean, it hit me so hard. I, I was reeling. and I, I was really, really shocked. So when you start to touch upon that, people will use any t diversion tactic. And the movement, let alone the non-vegans, are providing tons of diversion tactics they, they talk about, um, well, first of all, single issue campaigns, it's a huge diversion tactic from talking about the general picture because they, they do talk about rodeo um, animals, for example. It's a big one mm -hmm. in New Zealand. But what yeah. about all the other cows, you know, the ones that, you know, everyone's, yeah. you know, so, but the big diversion about um, with the whole language thing, that's a diversion. And I think the environment is, is, can be a diversion and so can health. That's why I try really hard to people say, listen, we don't, we don't deny that it's better for you. Well, I think it's better for your health, but we definitely don't deny that it's not, that it's, it is a good diet. We don't deny mm -hmm. that there's this environmental impact, but that's not the point. Like that's a diversion from the victims and we need to right. keep the focus on the victims. And that's what mm -hmm. drives me nuts about all of these people who say, well, I have much better conversations about veganism when I don't mention the victims at all. And I'm yeah. like, no, you know, no kidding, right? Because you <laughs> right. haven't had to go into that uncomfortable place with that person, and you can all like bond over this whole environment thing. Yeah, and, and where does that and where does that actually get us though? That's the thing. That's if you water down the message so that every nobody, there's no challenge, 
Everybody pats themselves on the back. You don't get, you aren't getting anywhere. Uh, that's, that's the big thing. Okay. So you had a great conversation with somebody, but yeah, there was no conflict. And they said, yeah, I'm willing to try veganism. And I mean, there was an article in the, in the New Zealand vegan magazine. I mean, and I mean, uh, which I don't support, obviously, it's so welfareist and so speciesist. But there was this article about this woman who was like, the top three things, you know, health and the environment. And um, I think that was that, actually. And then maybe, you know, because, and that's why they always make sure to include it. They're always like, veganism, for the health, for the environment. Oh, and by the way, for the animals too. But we won't talk about that too much, because that'll make you uncomfortable. Because that'll mean yeah, you'll have yeah. to face up to the horror that you're, that you're participating in on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Jebby. Jebby's right here. She's going to make oh, it. Hi, Jebby. Yeah, Jeb says hi. She's just wanting my attention. And, oh, oh, she just bumped the microphone. Sorry. So, yeah, so that's why. And then and then they don't understand. And they're like, we're being tactical. You're being stupid because you're turning people away. And you're just – and I'm just like, I don't get it, Jeff. Like, I, it, it's in, it, it makes me kind of speechless when I meet these people who really do genuinely believe that the way to change is to completely neglect talking about the victims because then you have conflict and then you have defensiveness, right? But you have to start. That's the nature of it. We we are engendering challenge. We're just not doing it by, like, you know, physically confronting people. But Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, right. absolutely. It, 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 yeah, it, it, it is definitely challenging to, to people. And again, if, if, if anybody that that wants to see this in action wants to come out and and uh, and see what we do that'd be a great thing because you can see uh all the questions that come up you can see how we relate to people uh how people relate to us as 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 conversations yeah, how they change their relation how they how their view of us and their attitude towards us changes yeah and, and 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 I think that's a very powerful thing uh, to is, is to, to ch- again I'll go back to that is to challenge those preconceived notions that are backed up in in media across the board. You can turn on any sitcom, mm-hmm. any TV show, movie. Still in 2019, you can watch this, and as soon as anybody w- mentions the word vegan or or that other V word, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, the, the reaction is, oh boy, oh God, what a bunch of kooks, a bunch of hippies wearing tie-dye and listening to, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash or whatever. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. And th- that, that, that supports all of these, the, the, these stereotypes. Yeah, and, uh, and but the point is, like, even if you are a hippie who loves Crosby, Stills, and Nash and wears tie-dyes and you eat lentils, let's say you're Neil from The Young Ones, it still doesn't matter. The, the <laughs> no, point is, is that everyone is, that that's not what everyone is. And also that it's all, like, it's just all such a diversion. I mean, the more they can talk about vegans, then the less they have to talk about veganism and what it really means. The more yeah. they can talk about vegans, the less they have to talk about the victims. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to um, allow that to happen. So one of the things we do at the stall, which I think is it's very easy to bring it back to the victims. We are relentless about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah. it can be done. And people are, and be, you know, people do get backed into a corner, sort of, you know, um, into whatever the word intellectually or whatever. But they, and then they'll say crazy stuff. Like, remember the guy who was like, well, you can't scratch your skin because then you're killing, you know, my. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't walk down the street because yeah, there's or microorganisms on yeah, the ground. Yeah, they, they get desperate, but that means you've got them thinking. And I'm satisfied with the fact that they're going to go away. And they have had a profound change in the way they think about it. And all right. of that rubbish and all of those stereotypes and all of that nonsense has been replaced by sort of fundamental um, tenets of like nonviolence and what am I really doing and what is this really about? And that suits me to a T. And if I never see that person again, it's up to them what they do with it, but it's up to us to to do what we do, which is to not ever diverge from the focus on the victims. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'll tell you this, case in point, uh, I, I, another friend of mine, um, he, for years, we've known each other for many, many years, and um, he <laughs> was asking me one day, he, he, he always teases me about about being vegan and uh, he's he knew me way back when I was a vegetarian and everything and he he was saying one day oh god you know I could never do it you know and why really you know so we had a little conversation about it and he kept wanting to go to that diet thing and and I told him no 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 this is not why we're vegans and I got it once I started talking to him about speciesism and animal rights, and and he's a real animal lover. He loves animals, but he 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 never had 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 that argument put to him. And he's still not vegan. However, he every time I speak to him on the phone, he's like, man, I'm trying, I, I, I got to do this. I, I have to become a vegan because, you know, with that conversation we had, it really hit home. And uh, it's not about the health. And I never heard, he said, I never heard that before. I always thought that vegans, you know, that it's all about food and that people just kind of wanted people to not eat certain stuff, animal products, because, you know, it's not healthy for you. And, uh, yeah, so it, it really made him think about it. And, and that's, that's what we want to do is to make people think about the animals, about the victims and not all this other stuff, because it can all be debated. You, you can sit there and debate health stuff forever because I can show people studies where, uh, it shows that animal animal protein is really bad for humans. They can show me stuff where nutritionists say, no, a little bit of it is really good for humans, you know. And, you know, it's it's like, and, and even if the World Health Organization says, hey, meat is, especially processed meat, is just as carcinogenic as smoking cigarettes, uh, it doesn't matter because, again, we all know people who have smoked from age eight and they live to be a hundred, never had a problem. And we also know people that smoked for three years and got lung cancer and died. Exactly. So, you know, it, it, that's that. It, but again, it's a diversion. Like you say, that's not what this is about. That's what drives me nuts about the movement. And, 
Um, and that's what really, really, really upsets me about these people who are well-meaning people who think they're doing the right thing. They say, look, I get way more positive interactions. If I don't talk about the animals at all and I just talk about the environment, I get so many people for, out of self-interest you know, saying, oh, I don't, or about diet, oh, I don't want to have a heart attack, maybe I'll cut down on my animal products, or, oh, maybe I, you know, I don't want to get diabetes, or whatever, and they're like, and it's way more successful, when I try to talk to people about animals, and say, you know, it's, it's what we're doing to them is like torture, and blah, 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 then they just shut down and walk away, and I'm like, well, you know, you do have to be smart about the language that you use, yeah. but we use the word torture all the time at the stall, because mm -hmm. we are in a place where we are having, we are able to broach that subject in a way that is doesn't come across as hysteria or hyperbole or wanting to emotionally upset someone or attack someone we you know it's it is torture it's literal torture and we will say to people if this was happening to humans would you call it torture and the answer is of course yes because they're we're you know we we hurt when a knife goes into us that's torture so Oh, just the miscon but that that's the one that really gets me. It's, yeah, it's the yeah. whole we can't talk about the animals or we have to you know and I and I would get on to them and then they and they really genuinely believe that I am being harmful because I refuse to to jump on their bandwagon of look, let's just get everybody in a positive way thinking about veganism that is better for the environment and it's better for their health and then we can talk to them about the animals. They'll be more open to it then. And my argument is if every single one of us you united as a movement stood up for non-violence and, and 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 justice and opposing injustice and um the the you know uh, uh, morally and ethically the way we did it, um the way we do against you know human rights violations then we would have a movement and then the, the change would happen but because we're constantly jeff you and me and the few like us sadly we're still in the minority being undermined at every turn by all these other vegans who are way more palatable to the general public because they're not challenging them on their actions yeah. in terms of harming others they're saying, hey, don't you want your children to have fresh water? Don't you want your grandchildren to have an ocean that they can swim in? Oh, and by the way, you don't want to get diabetes. And then they feel like they're making more progress than us. And what they're undoing is un they're undermining what's, in my mind, the most important thing, which is to get people to focus on the issue of, you know, the justice issue. Exactly. And, you know, again, that welfarist approach, and we can certainly put that in a human yeah. context. And doing that, we can look at the not not so uh, distant uh, history of, of my own country, where, I, you know, it, if if the welfarist had 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 their way, I'd probably still be a slave. You know? Yeah, you, there <laughs> might be some more regulations, though, Jeff. Doesn't that make you feel better? Yeah, yeah. When well, that's the thing, you know. What you know? Would, would would people say the same thing that they say about animals? And this obviously goes to speciesism. Would they say the same thing? If if slavery it was still going on and and a group came along or you know major groups came along and said well you know what let's let's get the slave owners to 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 beat the slaves you know just just you know once a week or or you know uh, maybe maybe don't just you know give them some better food or a, a bed to sleep on not in slavery just treat those slaves better 
Mm-hmm. And then later we can talk about ending slavery. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it would have never it would have never happened because people would have felt better about slaves, about slavery and owning slaves as well. Exactly. And also that's and that's this is the, another problem is people don't understand that history either. So they look at history and they say, oh, well, there were welfareists. Um, ergo, they must have had something to do with the ending of slavery. And they yeah. missed the in-between stuff, which is like, no, actually they didn't. They helped to perpetuate it. And it was actually the abolitionists who, who ended slavery. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. slavery still it happens, just, just... but it's just not this it's institutionalized sort of legal entity that it was back then. But uh, Which is yeah. what we're talking about, yeah. the legal institution. Yeah, 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 the legal yeah. institution of slavery of non-human animals, which is exactly. fully legal. And and people don't understand the property status either. Like to me, if I could, if I was organized enough to conduct a reading group, I would. My first book would be Animals, Property, and the Law. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you read that book? Yeah. No, I I it's, know of it, but it's I not read an it. easy book to read because it's. Uh, it wasn't an easy book for me to read because it wasn't. I'm not a lawyer, and and that is the one book by Gary Francione where he had no choice but to sort of you know write because he was talking about law in a way that it was he was discussing you know cases that he was involved in the silver springs monkey case when he was mm-hmm. working with peter when he was volunteering as their lawyer and mm-hmm. they exposed it and then they um exposed the um the experiments and right. um and then they you know because alex pacheco was you know had leaked the footage and so he was you know, being prosecuted, right? And then, you know, he was being defended and blah, blah. So there's a, there is a lot in that book. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's just a little more effort because there's a lot of language in there that is not language that you use every day. It's um, a lot of legalese there's, in it. There's, there's, yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, I've got a copy of it. No, it's a fantastic book. I'm just saying that it, mm-hmm. it's just not as, it's, you kind of, you can't read it as quickly. You yeah, sort of have yeah, to take his a little other books, time. I've, yeah, his other books are, are very easy to get through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, accessible it's, to, yeah. to anybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And this book, I think, is as well. It's just that you have to realize it's not one of those books that you can sort of pick up half-heartedly and just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You actually kind of have to sit down and say, hang on a minute. Uh, let me yeah. read that paragraph again. What the hell yeah, happened? Yeah, like, yeah, what the yeah. hell did they, what did they do? And he talks about legal history and, you know, um, and it's fat, but it's so, so important. I mean, the, the property status is the thing that these people don't get. And when you say that welfareism is perpetuating the property status, there's a simple, it's simply true because if you are talking legitimately and, 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 as if you support the fact that this animal is a piece of property. There is no disputing that we are supporting that when we're talking about regulating it. We are not in the slightest Mm -hmm. bit challenging. We're not saying this animal should not be a piece of property. We're saying because this animal is a piece of property, which we're not disputing at all, we are saying that you need to treat your property better. You need to treat your property more humanely. Because, And then the sick thing is, which Gary has exposed many times, is that because it will be more profit for you and you will get a better yield on your product (laughs) and blah, 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 blah. Oh, and the animals will be slightly happier. And then all your consumers will be way happier i mean you will have some happy <laughs> consumers out there wearing their little rspca approved t-shirts or their little safe t-shirts with the f- factory farming one you know where all the animals are flying out of the factory farm 
Have you seen that? Scene? Right. Yes. Yes. Where are they flying to? That's my question because they're certainly not free. They're just. Oh, oh. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, so yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Really? No. No. It, it's yeah. Yeah. I I think though. Don't you think though that that. Uh, we. And I know you do, but uh, we 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 have to to get people to understand their speciesism yeah. uh, to to really attack these arguments, though, because it's it's often easier for people who you know have the compassion and even on some level the understanding of what's what's going on. Uh, it's it's easier for them to. To, to have that thought that, that's not articulated, uh, but they feel like, well, it's animals, though. It's not humans. It's not my species. It's something else. And, yeah. and it makes it easier for people to, to, to make these excuses and uh, to, to kind of flounder on these arguments. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just, I think, and, and again, that's something that, that we do all the time yeah. in the stall is, is to, to bring that to the forefront, yeah. uh, to show people how, you know, we, we all, most of us do love and have great compassion for animals, but because of, you know, whatever, there's some animals that we just tend to not think about that way that, well, we eat some of, we eat those. So it's fine. Yeah. Or occasionally, like I was just reading because we, you and I are going to talk a little bit about the animal, the sort of upcoming animal quote rights, unquote, March. But um, there's a story about these um, three cows that were, or steers that were at a park in Ponsonby. And then everyone freaked out because they were going to be slaughtered. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, what about all the other ones? <laughs> like, so, yeah, so yeah. like, you know, the video of the pig leaping out of the truck and running away from the slaughter and like, yeah, and everybody cheers. So it's not, it's, it's, it's even, it's, 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 it's very, very hard to un understand. But I used to, I used to think like that. And so it's, what it is, is it's so easy to forget. And, and the, the industry is geared towards you forgetting that they are all individuals and that's why you have those packaging which shows the happy cows prancing yes. around on the happy farm and um and they there's a whole website a, a cynical website um which i can't remember the name of it but it's 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 it, it's it's got a funny name and i'm sure lots of people listening will remember this website it's like a cartoon website but it shows all the packaging of the animals you know, like pigs, smiling pigs on packages of pork and stuff like that. Because yeah, they're yeah. not going to show the slaughter, you know, or no. stuff like that. But then oh, the problem is then they'll hear all the, or hear all the welfareists and all the like cubists and saying, you see, we have to show the slaughter. We have to show the slaughter. Yeah, but um, yeah. no, um, <laughs> if, if there is a, 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 a lamb's leg in your oven, you know that lamb is dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you know I, that I, that I, lamb I, I, is dead. And how did I, the lamb I, I, become I, I, dead? Why is the lamb dead? Is it possibly because you wanted to eat their leg? Yeah. The leg that you really didn't need to eat anyway. But yeah. you, 
You, exactly. you, you, you chose to do that because you like the way it tastes. And, um, and it's tradition, and you're not even thinking about it. You don't no, even think about it, it. It doesn't cross anybody's mind. I, I mean, I, I know you, you certainly don't watch this stuff, but, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, listening, uh, my wife, Robin, uh, has always wanted to be a chef. And she even is the- a chef, okay? <laughs> She's just not, like, professional yet. But the yeah. woman is a chef, as far as I'm concerned. She's amazing. Yeah, and a vegan chef at that. Yeah, that's what uh, I mean, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. And she, but at the same time, she watches these cooking shows on, you know, the competition shows, My Kitchen Rules, all this stuff on TV. And... Every time I'll go in and watch sometimes with her. Now she looks at them because she can get ideas for dishes, but doing it in a vegan way. Yeah. Uh, but I'll go in and watch sometimes. And, and uh, we were watching My Kitchen Rules last night and watching these people handle bloody big chunks of, of animal flesh and not a thought given. And watching that as as uh, a, a vegan, it's just painful because it's it's like looking at chopped. If if you're non-vegan, I'm sure if they were handling human body parts, people would be like, "Oh my God, this is this is horrendous." Oh, how, it's it's human body parts. Yes. And, and, and and that's the thing, though. People don't think about this at all. But I guarantee you, if that was a, a, a piece, a, a dog leg or something. Yeah, dolphin be, flesh. Exactly. They would be horrified by that. Oh, my God, how could they do that? So it's really good. Just getting back to the speciesism thing. That is why it's so important to point that out to people and appeal to their compassion for for animals and show them the, the the speciesism part of this where again some animals are okay to do this with and then some animals aren't yeah and we have to be compare i know you know this but you have to be compare- careful of the word compassion as well because that has also been corrupted yeah, yeah entirely yeah, by the welfareist and I, the I single issue movement i mean that word and the word abuse um, yes. are two words that cannot be used without some kind of disclaimer and in fact i avoid using them now because the animal movement has so corrupted and and perverted those terms however i refuse to stop using the word vegan they're not going to take that away no, well, D- DXE uh, tries hard to do that. <laughs> well, they they, re- they don't use the word vegan because they say that it's you know it's it's not legitimate and it's it's a consumerist thing. It's, yeah, yeah. Which the, the logic behind that too, and I've read a lot of Wayne Chung's rhetoric about that. Listen to him uh, debate uh, Gary Francione about it, and. It just it he he follows no logic whatsoever, yeah. uh, and that's not just because I'm an abolitionist. I I uh, absolutely, if I knew nothing about this at all, 
if I had listened to him and read what he writes about that, it makes no sense. The, the goals that he says he's trying to achieve and how he's actually trying to achieve the, this, this or these goals makes no logical sense whatsoever. No, but I mean, he's he's real slick. He's a real politician. He makes a living off this. I mean, these people who are careerists um, are really, as long as they are getting their wages and getting to do full-time activism, they really don't care what they say or how it comes across no, because true. to the extent that they're still able to make a living off it and to the extent that they still have enough support and donations to be able to make a living off it they're happy i mean that's and, that's and, their agenda sadly to yeah me, and to me <laughs> no i i agree but you know really looking into them uh it's really kind of run in a cult-like fashion uh which, which is very I shouldn't say odd to me, but but I think that it helps to keep people like him getting his his money coming in, rolling in. You know, uh, I, I have you ever actually taken a look at that? Uh, some some of the the, uh, the, the, the actual no, you know, if if you look into classic cult figures and and cults. Um, there are definitely some aspects of DXE that that mirror that. Okay. Uh, I believe yeah. you. I've I've watched. I'm fascinated with cults. I've watched a lot of documentaries on cults. There's all these cults I didn't know about too. There's heaps of cults. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I I didn't really know that and uh, about or think that about them. Uh, before, fairly recently, when I started to do a lot of reading uh, uh, about what DXE members say, um, some people that have left that organization as well, but some who haven't, uh, and, and the way it's it's run, uh, and I'm not saying that it is a cult, I'm just saying that there are definitely some cult-like aspects to how it's run, there's no doubt about it. Well, that doesn't surprise me. There's also been allegations of serious sexual um, yeah. misconduct or whatever you want to call it. The funny thing is that we get called cult members. I mean, we've been, been getting called cults. Cult. Which, which is really strange to me because <laughs> how, I, 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 I don't. I don't get that at all. We there's no one figure that we say, you know, uh, even though Gary Franchoni, you know, wrote the books and and all this stuff. You know, it's 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 a grassroots movement. It people are totally independent. Yeah. Of of him, you know, and he even says himself, "Don't look at me as as you know the spokesperson here. I'm a flaw. I'm a human. I'm flawed. You know." Yeah. <laughs> and, and many people are, are, aren't going to like the way I deliver this message. Go out there, do it yourself. Yeah. I, I, I think that is the complete opposite of, of cultism. It, it is. It's just that they, you know, when, when they're unable to respond substantively yeah. to the positions and arguments and challenges put forward, they have to default to that because they can't yeah. respond substantively and you know he's willing to debate any any one of them 
but um but yeah. and he has i mean he's written the book with robert garner um he debated with um well eric marcus which is thank you so much eric yeah yeah <laughs> i'm so boy. grateful to him for boy. doing that i mean that you know i still listen to that because yeah, that's the, thing the classic that, that's the classic and the thing is is that what got me about it, which I'm hoping other people get it from it, which is why I always promote it to people, is this, it was an incredible galvanizing call to arms, if you will, although not in a literal sense, like a war sense, but like that, that entire debate was Gary Francione reaching out. He was reaching out to Eric as well and saying, come on, yeah, we yeah. can do this. We can yeah. do this. Yeah. This is, it's consistent. This doesn't, this focuses on the victims. And, and that's one of the things I really, that really got me about the abolitionist approach was it does not waver from that, the focus yeah. on the on the victims and the attacking of speciesism at its core, which is what, like you say, it is all about. Um, and it wasn't until I'd been involved in reading and like doing my podcast or whatever for a while that I started to say to myself, oh my goodness, those other vegans and the welfareists, they're actually speciesist, blatantly speciesist, but also like we're all speciesist and, and it's very difficult to um, completely eradicate that and it, or it takes a long, long time and constant effort, constant mm -hmm. working on yourself the way yeah. it is for me as a white person to un unpack and get rid of all the indoctrination I had my whole life of white privileged and white supremacy. That's a daily task that I set myself and that I mindsets and thought patterns that I have to constantly check myself on. And, um, and that's the same with, with speciesism, but these, the, the vegans who are very, very emotional and say, how dare you, you know, challenge me, I'm bleeding inside, and then now you're yeah. calling me speciesist, and I'm just like, just take yourself out of it for a second. It, it's, thank you. <laughs> you. You said exactly, I was waiting, I was gonna say, you said exactly what I was going to say. You got to let go of that ego. Get outside of yourself for just a minute. And, and, and that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a never-ending battle. Um, I just wanted to – I mean, we could talk all day, but uh, I'm just wanting to briefly talk about – have you looked at um, the um, – because there is stuff happening in New Zealand that is not it's, – it's not safe by themselves anymore, but um, there's the Animal Rights March. Have you seen that that's coming yes. up? So, yes. you know, which is um, run – I mean, safe supports it – um, the anti-vivisection, there's, there's welfareists, it's just all welfareists. Um, and um, so, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I think <laughs> last year I got an invitation or like, you know, somebody emailed, you know, because people don't know me and so they're new vegans or they're part of some group and they're like, oh, NZ Vegan, yay, I'll email that person. <laughs> and then they get this reply and they're like, oh, God, okay, <laughs> I guess we were wrong yeah. there. Because I'm just like, I do not support this and here's why. But, um, yeah, so have you had a look at it? At the yeah, I, I, I did have a look. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I'm kind of sorry I did, actually. But, I mean, uh, there's a post yeah. from the 10th of August on the webpage which says, Are you excited to know that Safe for Animals is a major supporter of the Animal Rights March? No, I'm not excited, but I'm not surprised either. And um, so 
you shouldn't call yourself an animal rights march because if you've got safe there, safe is going to be there promoting safe. If you've got the anti-vivisection league there, they're going to be there promoting the anti-vivisection league. Um, so I don't. Right, I, and I know that uh, SBCA is going to be there. Oh, you're joking? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, yeah. I saw, and you know what else? Like, I saw another thing is like they have all this don this donors. Like, they need all this money. What? Why do you need money? Because yeah. if you're gonna, if you're a march, and it's just everyone brings their own sign and everyone brings their own selves. And everyone pays for their own accommodation, people who are traveling up, because people are going to come. Because, the, you know, this is the type of thing. Animal, like young new vegans are going to be so excited. They're going to think that this is like revolutionary. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to be filmed on TV. <sighs> exactly. And then what will happen is they'll put some spokesperson on television who completely uh, uh, gives the wrong message about uh well they, they won't even talk about veganism it'll be about treatment that's well, if they for do sure talk about veganism it'll be in the usual way like well we're vegans but that's too radical for you yeah 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 um, we you don't have to go to that extreme and uh you know can get get the free range eggs and all that stuff. I mean, and, we. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. They might spout stuff. I mean, the thing that the biggest regret I have, not that I should um, take any credit, but the biggest regret I have, if I did have any part in this, was when, when we, when I first got, when I first came back to New Zealand, and I got straight away into <laughs> trying to shake up the movement because I was very naive and very. Uh, naive, I'll leave it at that. And I was like, ah, oh, this is great. Nobody here knows about the abolitionist approach, but there's there's vegans and there's heaps of people who are really active, you know, because safe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. We are gonna. I was very naive. And um, when I, w what I really regret is that we began to push, um, me and the like two other people who agreed with me in the entire country <laughs> at the time. One of whom, or or like. One of whom is completely not, I'm not involved with, but we pushed, we kept harassing SAFE and as Gary was harassing the ones in America to promote veganism. Yeah. And it's my biggest regret that SAFE even mentioned veganism at all because I am horrified every time veganism is even remotely associated with SAFE. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, do I need to say, it? I mean, it drives me nuts now. So now not only do we have to defend, like clarify veganism from the murkiness of, oh, it's about diet or it's, you know, it's this arbitrary thing or it's only about the environment. Now we have to say, well, look, safe have nothing to do. They're not nothing to do with veganism there, you know, and we have to extra extricate it from that too. And they've, they're polluting it and corrupting it. So there will be, tons, exactly. there'll be yeah. tons of vegans at this March. There will be people holding vegan signs there, but it will be mixed in with this animal welfare stuff, which to me, it is the worst. Like we spend all that time at the street stall saying that's not, this is what veganism is. Forget what those other people are doing because yeah. veganism is not about a few elite people being able to forego animal products and everybody else eating free range eggs and giving money to save. So yeah. I regret that. I, I don't know. I can't say I had a lot to do with it, but I think there were some pressures. It wasn't 
me, they couldn't give a toss about me, but I think other people, like young, maybe new people going vegan, were starting to pressure them as well, like their volunteers, like, hey, why don't you talk about veganism? And the sad thing is, the big confusing thing is, is like these young vegans will look at SAFE and SAFE will have something about veganism on their page, like, here's a new vegan recipe. Or, right. And then they'll yeah. be like, see... They're an animal rights group. They're about veganism, so it's all yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. While they're really sending out this mixed message, that that really just is is very confusing. And and it, you know, I, I yeah, I, I um, there there was a thing we talked about this before, but uh, on on I think it was Seven Sharp um, on on TV one i think that's on and uh just just about a week and a half ago a week ago and uh they were talking about the uh, uh animal industry uh copywriting the words hamburger or burger and and all that stuff yeah so <laughs> so yeah so so uh, and cheese and all of this and uh, the the it, it, they made a joke of it really. Uh, the the two the co-hosts of the show, uh, Tony Street and I forget the guy's name, uh, but they, they they were just making a joke of this whole thing, and all they talked about was the health aspect of it. Nobody t- they they had a person from Safe come on for a brief very briefly and they took a statement from her on camera she didn't mention anything about the animals it was it was about uh you know j- just about the the subject at hand about about the words themselves and then they spent most of the time talking to a farmer who was very inarticulate um who just kind of went from an emotional standpoint saying that well you know uh it's not really meat so you can't call it a burger and and we we new zealand farmers then he started going for the for for the jingoisms and he started saying how well you know this is what we are we're new zealand farmers and this is what we do and we're very proud to be new zealand and all this stuff so and that wasn't even challenged, really. I think Tony Street for a second challenged it, but uh, the other host then came in and said, "Oh, you're being kind of tough on them, you know, and just a, you know." And, and that was the end of it. So it was a really nonsensical sort of thing uh, about a very important subject. Well, it's and, a, it's a div- like it is a diversion. I mean. And they, they trivialize it that well, way. Well, exactly. This is, this, is, this is how they go about trivializing yep. this whole thing. Yep. And to people who are non-vegans, again, it goes to the easy thing. Oh, it supports the stereotypes and it supports what the, what, what they, they think they're supposed to say and think about veganism. Uh, so, yeah, it just that, – that's why things like this march – are, are very counterproductive, I think, because that is the kind of thing that it's going to go to. Um, uh, I mean, if there was, if there was, if, if, v, if, 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 if we had 
people, I mean, I don't know much about marches myself, but I think um, I, I saw this thing and Jermaine Greer, I think, said, I don't like marches because they show, they demonstrate how few we are or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that was it, it, yeah, yeah, it's like she was saying, like, when we're out there in the community and all this stuff is happening and this dialogue is occurring, they don't know how few of us there are. But when we all gather into a group and we're this like this pathetic little group, they're like, yeah. oh, is that all? But I mean, I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying that. But the thing I don't like about this is that it's not an animal rights march because the minute yeah. you add welfareism in there, you have diluted and removed the animal rights. Yeah, you can't it's, mix it's, the two. There's yeah. no mixing. I'm sorry. There's no mixing of it. It is wrong to do that. And you know what's interesting as well? Like you said the safe person came on and all she was talking about was health or whatever. Because, and then there'll be people who say well if she was going to talk about you know um ending animal use like completely eradicating all animal use from the earth which means our entire new zealand farming industry um of animals then she wouldn't get on tv and i'm like fine we don't need to yeah, get on tv well, let's you. get out there in the community and talk to people and and change minds and thinking and change the dialogue and we won't need to go on tv and be sellouts and perpetuate the stuff that then damages those of us who are trying to go out into the community and yeah yeah, what, what's the point? What's the use of getting on TV if you aren't giving the message that needs to be given? I mean, there's no sense in it. Yeah, especially uh, in the name of animal rights, which they are yeah, called. It's safe, yeah, the largest yeah. animal rights group in New Zealand. Yeah. They're not an animal rights group. And now they're being associated with veganism, which is like so infuriating <laughs> to me. And, uh, you know, 10 years ago, if I could go back in time, I would have ended all of that. I mean, not that I, not that I don't think it would have happened anyway, because I think vegans who support safe would have maybe done it anyway in their sort of misguided understanding of abolition. I mean, I think a lot of people think that, oh, as long as you mention veganism, you're now an abolitionist. Um, as long as you know, like as long as we're all in this together. So you do your vegan thing and they'll do their cage-free egg thing. And it's all about the animals and it's all the same thing. And they really don't, don't get the damage that it's doing. It's yeah. not, I'm not just... And I remember yeah. this one guy, there's someone who's like, the, I've talked to a couple of people who are involved in this march on my Facebook page and they don't agree with me. But um, there are people who want to be career, they want to make a career out of it. They want to make it a living out of it. Well, I trust those people as far as I could throw them because the minute you want to make a living <laughs> out of something, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, yeah. And it's and, all and about that, getting... and, and, that, and that's, you know, part of that, too, is what we, we do at, at, at the Salt. We've had people come up to us and say, oh, let me give you guys some money. Yeah. And uh, of course, we don't we don't accept it. Uh, and, and that's the thing. That's it. That's not what this is about. This is a grassroots thing that uh, we are. We, if, if we start getting accepting money from people then we kind of become beholden to, to, to or beholden to, to what they want, you know? Right. And let, let's say, let's say a bunch of people from safe started giving us money. Yeah. And, 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 and we accepted it. The strings then, attached are as thick as cables. It, it, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it, it, again, I agree with you, you know, all this stuff about, yeah, why does this march? Why do they need money? I, I, I don't yeah. get it. I just they... noticed that. It was like, um, and they'll talk about, oh, to print flyers that cost money and, and stuff like that. But I'm, I mean, we can be self-funded. And I remember there's a lot of arguments against the abolitionists. Like, well, there are poor people who, you know, who can't do anything. And I'm like, 
you can do stuff like I've I've put out a call like when I was working full time, which well, I always work full time unless I was studying full time. But when I was doing that and then the street stall and we had the million bits of paper, we can get on to talk about that in a minute. And it would take me half a day to um, go and I only had two days off a week and I had two cats and I had to clean and I live by myself so I have to do I don't have anybody to help me with chores and shopping and you know I had very little time and so it would take hours for me to go down and print everything and fold everything and right. I, and and it wasn't that I didn't have the money to do it, but if there was someone who was on the benefit, who was maybe on a sickness benefit or something, who wanted to help animals, and instead of giving me their last three dollars, it's like, hey, if I pay for it, can you please have you know that time that you have that I don't have and go down and do the printing for me? I mean, that's the kind of thing we can do to help each other. And I right. know that we do need money. We have to print our stuff. So it's not about, oh, money is not needed. It's about we can be self-funded to a certain extent and we don't, we don't want to be beholden to these, um, like you say. And also it becomes about being a careerist. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's a but and that's a good thing about a grassroots movement though is that it, it's like you know you everybody can get out there and do their own thing. It's not like uh, you know we we have to go out and go oh god we got to get this billboard up you know uh, let let's let's get donations for for that. And again, once you start getting in donations. Then you have to think about what those people that are giving you those donations want. Uh, yeah. So, does that is that going to change your message? It, it that most most possibly so, or yeah. probably so. And also, so, where's the transparency? I mean, you look at. I hate to th like. I know how generous people are, and I know how easy it is for people to say, "Man, I don't want to do anything," but if I give fifty dollars to Safe or $50 to this group, or $5 to that group, I have now cleansed my, you know. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. they can rake in, they can rake in quite a bit of money. Yeah, ab absolutely. And and, uh, I mean, and so much of that money is misused as well, not only on, on salaries, but, well, you know. On, on welfare campaigns to keep the money rolling in. I mean, we... We know that, but the the you know the the people listening, if there's anyone from New Zealand listening, they're probably really excited about this march, and they think it's the best thing ever, and they're not looking beneath the surface. It's it's run by welfareists. The biggest welfareist group is the biggest supporter. I mean, if that's not a red flag to you, then I don't know what you know well, what I, is. I would say for those of you listening here in New Zealand that that go to this thing. Walk up to some people from SAFE and these other organizations there that are welfareists and challenge them uh, on this. Talk to them about how they approach veganism and uh, or don't approach veganism uh, and challenge them on this stuff. You know, now I, 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 I'm not saying really that that's to, to go there and do this because but if you're there if you want to go there and you think like oh my god i'm doing a great thing at the very least go and 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 challenge them on this stuff and uh and talk to some of these people and say hey why aren't you guys vegan why aren't you doing this and you know i'm not going to support 
your your organization your rodeo campaign I, I, exactly you know to, and, and tell them why um I, you know I, I would say at the very least that's something you can do when you're there because they are a big part of the problem but they won't i mean and also those people are very slick i mean if you take someone who's relatively uninformed and has never really been exposed to the the whole fundamental importance of the property status and what that means and why welfareism is actually damaging to animals and that kind of thing and you put them up against these very experienced PR representation careerists they know all the things to say they stroke the little emotions I mean these people are very slick I mean you need to be quite able to see through all of the blind you know the smoke screens and all the crap that they can throw up so you have they're very good at deflecting someone they'll say but we do promote veganism look look over here where i'm a vegan i'm gone vegan so my question is if you're vegan then how can you support an organization that is promoting a single issue campaign that it creates high you know creates a hierarchy um, and and makes people feel better who go to the rodeo and then go home and have a chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. How can you put kind of your thing. how can you put your stamp of approval on uh, you know products and 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 that that uh, are, aren't vegan uh, and you know give people a thumbs up for hey you know McDonald's is going uh, free range fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the leader of SAFE, whose name is Hans Creek, was at the event. I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. When I first came back and I first started doing my podcast, and I'd only been in New Zealand for a couple of years, and I'd sort of already um, burned all my bridges, so to speak, um, (laughs) uh, there was this big thing about McDonald's had pledged to use cage-free eggs, McDonald's New Zealand, and they made a, I think it was a, 10,000 egg omelet. It was, you know, in the States, how sometimes they have the pancakes that are the size. (laughs) And they did that. And he was there. Yeah. yeah, He was there. So McDonald's had this big event using thousands, I believe, plural, of eggs to make this giant omelet to, to, to announce how good they were and how happy they were that they were doing the free range thing and everybody can feel great about animals. Yeah. And he was there. You know, because he was part of it. He was part of the campaign. Right. Um, that's obscene. Yeah, yeah, a- a- absolutely. It's completely obscene. Uh, and again, you're sending these mixed messages. You know, that, that the, these groups, they've co-opted the term veganism. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and they've really, really trivialized it. And, and, and that's a really sad thing because it makes, it makes our fight that much more difficult. Uh, to try and 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 reclaim that that uh, that term, yeah, because uh, they 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 definitely you know and again it, it I I it's it's a shame because it does it it confuses people yeah. and uh, you know not only to to vegans but to non vegans uh, it confuses people who want to become activists. Uh, it, it completely brings down the, the whole movement. Uh, it, it, yeah, so, yeah, I, I just, I, I really, I, I would love to see more people get out, do stalls, uh, 
you know, whatever town you're in, even if obviously you're in Auckland, uh, Wellington, whatever, small towns, go out and do it yourself. Yeah, and you know, and what I've posted about on my page as well is you don't even need to do a stall because if every single one of us was consistent in every interaction that we had, even the shyest among us, even someone like me who really struggles in social situations and who generally shuts down, like I'm not effective. Like you and I have been talking about it. I've done podcasts about it and I have, I need to update the listeners about how I'm going because I'm now like trying to go to these things. I, I hate it. I shut down. I am not an effective advocate in that way. But when someone talks to me about veganism and gives me the opportunity, then I'm really clear. Although sometimes in a situation, I'm not the best. But I do the street stall because it's what I'm good at. I am comfortable doing the street stall. I feel like I'm effective doing the street stall. I feel like it's the best use of my personality and my talent and my strength and who I am. There are Mm -hmm. other people who cannot would never be able to do a street stall. The fact, yeah. the thought of standing there in the street with a sign and not, you know, not hiding behind the sign or hiding in a group of people wearing masks, but actually having, being standing there and inviting people to come up and challenge you and argue with you terrifies them. But maybe they would be good at these one-on-one conversations with with people at their jobs or just yeah. you know if we if every single vegan in the world was unequivocal refused to ever not talk about the victims with everyone they met and learned how to deal with the little conflicts and the upsets and stuff that might happen we would be changing this world it's so much faster and you don't yeah. need to do a, a street stall to make that happen you just need to be a consistent advocate you need to understand the problems of welfareism you need to stop supporting these welfare groups these single issue groups stop promoting these single issue campaigns stop supporting these groups who are going out alienating people with their chanting or doing this stuff that is just trivializing not learning how to talk to people and and get through your initial fumblings and problems that you're going to have as someone who's never talked about it before in a way where you have to actually engage with someone you're going to have some problems in the beginning but you learn from those if every single vegan would do that and we just forget the welfareist movement let those careerists do what they want they're working with the non-vegans the welfareists are all about the non-vegans that's what they're all about it's all about non-veganism for the welfare. Yeah, so let yeah, them do that. Let them do that. I, I was I was trying not to say that today, but uh, I'm glad you did say it because I wholeheartedly believe that that, it that is. They, they are definitely working with them. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I. Um, uh, I, I lost my I lost my thought there. <laughs> oh, no, right. I'm always happy to be the bad cop and yeah. play you know play devil's advocate. Um, so in some ways I'm 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 not very not a very brave person. But at, at when it comes to calling out welfareists, I don't care how much vitriol I have to you know, and it's nothing compared to what other people have had to deal with. But you know, um, we we are very upfront about that with people who come to our stall. We're very upfront, and yeah. when welfareists come to our stall. We do our best to engage and we do our best. It's funny because, you know, a lot of them are vegans and they get me more upset than, <laughs> than some yeah, of the, yeah, some yeah. Other well, they often, they often, the thing I found them to say more often than not is that veganism is a personal choice. 
And um, that, you know, it's great that we are. It's great that, you know, we can all sit here and bond on being vegan and everything. But, you know, everybody's not going to be vegan, you know. So that's and that's usually what, what we get from them. Yeah. But why is that, people? Is it possibly because you are diluting, compromising, sidelining, marginalizing and undermining veganism at every single turn? I mean, is yeah, that possibly yeah. the reason? And well, I was... you, could, you, you could say that about anything, though. When Anything that you're trying to get people to change their mind on. You can always say, uh, you know, social issues. You can always say that, well, not everybody's going to do it. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what? You're yeah, doing it. So why are you denying? Why are you? Oh, man. I mean, this yeah. is this is like, yeah. Anyway. Hey, they'll, they'll, they'll never get rid of Jim Crow laws in the in the U.S. And that's in my lifetime. You know, right. I in the in the 60s, you know, I grew up in that, you know, and and uh, Jim Crow laws. I mean, I was in Los Angeles, so we really did. That wasn't in your face like if you were in the South. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, there were certain things that even as a kid, my parents couldn't buy house uh, a house in certain areas uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, and, and again, we're talking the 60s. Uh, but but, you know, that that stuff would have no who would have challenged. Nobody would have challenged. Well, they're never going to get rid of it. So, you know, we, we can't get people to agree on that. So let's just leave it alone. Or let's, you know, do something that that. It's just like playing a lip service. Yeah, or playing lip service to it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I find uh, that one of the things that really got me a while ago, and which made me also realize something else very upsetting to me, was when um, there was this app that was going to come out um, a few years ago by this Indiegogo thing. And it was an app that was supposedly to make it all you had to do was like hold it up and scan a barcode in the supermarket and it would tell you whether the product was vegan or not. It was some kind of app where you could go shopping for food and it would make it less, you know, less labor intensive to, to, to look at ingredients and stuff. And the thing was promoted by um, these um, vegans who I knew through as they were, most of them supported safe, but um, I was still, I had still, I had met a couple of them before I completely sort of alienated them, myself from them. And the the whole platform of this ad and this campaign was, vegans are very special, amazing people. They do things that are so difficult every day. It's hard to be vegan. <laughs> yeah. So therefore, help us help vegans by raising money for this app. And I vomited like bile yeah. and, and fury. And the guy um, wrote to me, the, one of the creators of the app, the app never got off the ground, but one of the creators of the app wrote to me and was like, will you support this? And I clicked on the page and I watched the video and I wrote to him, I still have the messages, I mean, he did not know what hit him because I said, dude, I am so not going to support that. That is such a huge disservice. And I find, Jeff, that, you know, a lot of these people, they, they don't want to make it, they don't want to let people know that anyone can be vegan and then it's easy to be vegan because then they won't be special anymore. Yeah, exactly. You won't be in your special club anymore. Well, you're and, like and, you're like an amazing person. And how many times have you been told by people, oh, my God, you're vegan. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, you're such a strong person. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You can do yeah, it too. Get off I, that. I, think I tell people that all the time. 
and and I am one of those people. I will talk to anybody about veganism at yeah. any time. If I'm in a supermarket, anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but I I I have to say, so many people say that. Oh my God, it's so hard. It must be so difficult. Oh my God, yeah. That yeah, you're so. You're that's amazing a, that yeah. you do that. I and could I, never I do, the same do it. Thing. I tell people the first thing I say is no. It's the easiest thing to do. It's so easy, yeah. and and here's how it's easy, you know. And, and they, they people really don't have an argument a- after that uh, because there is no argument against it, really. Um, so it is a it's a good end. Actually, I I actually like when people say that because it opens up a much larger conversation. Yeah, it does. I know. And I like it too. And I, and I engage with it as well. And that's a relief to me to be able to tackle that. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Let's get this out the way. Um, you know, and I always just say, you know, just, it's all you have to do is remember the, like, remember them. Every time you reach for that, don't forget them because it's so easy to forget. Everybody wants you to forget. Nobody wants you to think about them. Um, and their faces and yeah. what they're going through and their lives and what, what's happening to them. Um, that's what you focus on and, it, and it's super easy. But the thing that infuriated me about that was I saw these people who were lapping it up, the fact that this the whole platform was that they were these amazing, special, sacrificing, unbelievably, you know, over, like heroic people. Yeah. yeah and I was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, no. you make me sick. Yeah. Because no. do you realize it's... what you are doing? How can you <laughs> live with yourselves? And they wouldn't understand, I'm sure. No. Oh. And, and and again, you know, I would say, you know, there are plenty of, of people in, in social struggles, political struggles that are her- heroic, you know? Yeah, uh, but being a vegan. I, I, th- yeah, being a vegan, that's, sorry. that's not heroic. I, nobody's threatening my life. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and that's that's the thing. It's not special, but that's something that society does so much now. It, it, when we talked about this before as well, is that you get patted on the back for everything and and told that you're great for, and special for everything. Uh, and, and that has gone to such an extreme that. People just automatically think now that, you know, I, I, hey, I'm a vegan. I, people should look at me like I'm special for being a vegan. We want it, we want it to be just the opposite. We want that yeah. to be the norm. norm. I, don't, I don't want to be special. I want exactly. everybody, everybody to be vegan. Yeah. And then nobody says, oh, my God, you're such a hero. No, no, no. We're, it, it's This is Normal. just the way it is. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah. And so that's that's that was really upsetting to me. And I was going to do a podcast episode about it, and I'm bummed I never did because the moment's gone. But I would have um, – boy, I was ripping into them. But, but I was just spending all my time emailing this guy, and he just couldn't believe it. But I was saying to him, listen, that is the biggest – Basic, biggest disservice to animals. I'm not going to support this campaign. And he's like, but it's an app. And I was like, yeah, I like the idea of the app. Don't get me wrong, but I am not yeah, going to promote yeah. this obscenity on my page. This is this is sickening. So yeah. I've I've yeah. definitely I definitely it's very refreshing to have 
you and Will and Jason who helps us with the store. And we, we are still so few. Um, and it is sad to me. I don't want abolitionists to be um, this special thing either. I want everyone no. to be abolitionists as well. And I'm really, it's really, it is, I have found it quite sad that there are still so, there's still so much resistance to that. Um, well, there's, there's so much, there's so much stuff out there, uh, you know, that, that's, that, that, speaks very bad of, of abolitionists. Well, it's uh, all disinformation and, and yeah. it's all lies and none of it's coming. Like nobody asks us what it's about. They, no, they, no. they, the, the welfare has come out with the, well, abolitionists don't care about what the animals who are suffering now. Yeah. And then that's what you get told to you by someone. And you say, well, where did you get that from? Well, who said that? Oh, well, this welfare is guy. Oh, well, really? <laughs> Why don't you yeah, ask yeah. me? Why don't you ask yeah. me what my position is? So. Yeah, it, it, ex exactly. And that's the thing, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like being an atheist, you know, people who aren't atheists have this idea of theist and, and deist have this idea of what atheist or atheism is about. And they tell atheists what they, what, what they think and what they're about instead of asking you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of getting out there is then you can you can talk about it and you can say, well, d this is this is what it's about. And that that's what I love about the stall is because, yeah. uh, you know, we have met other vegan activists and we have said to them, this is what we're about. This is yeah. what we mean by don't support welfareism. It's not because we're jealous and we want to make money and they're taking away our because yeah. I've had someone I couldn't believe it. This guy was like <laughs> I was saying, you know. I was I was talking about the salaries and saying, don't you understand the problem? Like, doesn't that doesn't that ring an alarm bell with you? That safe has a salary because you go on there, like you have to disclose everything when you're a charity, and you have to disclose how much you allocate to salaries. And I think theirs was like three hundred thirty thousand a year or something like oh, that. Wow. Oh, and I was wow. like, doesn't that doesn't that alarm yeah. you? And he thought that I was, and he's like, no just because you can't make money or you're not, he's like, don't be mad. He was like, don't be jealous just because they're able. And I was like, wow, you really don't wow. get it. Oh my God. Wow. No, I don't want to be a careerist. Wow. I don't want to make money off of it. Um, I don't want to be like them. And I'll never wow. forget the guy from safe who who basically said to me, the minute I can make a career being an abolitionist, I'm going to switch sides. Yeah. Yeah. And I was and like, it's absolutely ridiculous. But I'll tell you this, you know, and, and again, this is conditioning as well is because, if, if you were saying something that people didn't agree with uh, and, and you were making money at it, they would say, oh, well, she's making a living at this, you know, come on, you know, well, why, that, that's terrible what she's doing, you know. Like she's Milo Yiannopoulos or something like that. Yeah, yeah, she's making money off of this, you know, and, and, and they would attack you for making money off of what you're doing. Yet, you know, he's telling you in this instance that, well, you just want to make money off of it as, as kind of as if to say, well, if, if you were making money off of it, you'd be fine with what they're doing, you know? It, it, it's a, it, again, no, it's he a, just oh. thought, he thought that I wanted, like no, I was no. trying to figure out how to be a, make money. And he's yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah, be yeah. jealous because they've just figured it out and you haven't. And I was yeah, like, dude, yeah. no. And then I was like, he's like, I want to make money off it. Yeah. And this is one of the people I think involved in the 
who's in organizing the march. I mean, you can you can now make money. You can yeah. now make a living traveling on a perpetual holiday and filming yourself in a cute vegan t-shirt, you know, showing off your arms, you know, and like yeah. and then like being this this hero or whatever. But but, but the, the 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 thing I'm talking about though is, you know, it people like that. And again, he he'll say that, "Hey, you know, I want to make money off of it. You should whatever, you know." Yeah. If 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 there was a let's say a, a politician, uh, a, a Donald Trump that everybody hates, you know, uh, let let let's put him in that kind of position, uh, it, it, and say you know he he's okay. I want to make he he's making money off of some activism, or whatever it might be. I don't know whatever it might be. People would put him down for making money off of it. Well, of course he's going to, because he's making money off of it. So that's a terrible thing. Uh, so it, it, it confounds me. I, it just, it, it doesn't make sense to me that, that somebody would be proud to say in this situation that, oh, I want to make money off of this. Well, because they think they 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 want to be uh, they want to be a full time animal activist, and like any time that you're not working for animal activism is time away from animal activism. So the fact that I spend eight to ten hours a day at doing my job means that it's eight to ten hours less a day that I could spend being an animal activist. And what they don't realize is that the vast majority of these eight to ten hour day that the animal activists are spending is to figure out how to get money so they can pay yeah. their own salary so they can continue to be yeah. an animal activist. And yeah, the vast it, it, majority of what they do is is getting their salary sorted, which is not, you know, does not Co coincide with being unequivocally uncompromisingly moral <laughs> it's yeah, about yeah. how to get I, money I, I, I know we're getting off into the woods here we're probably gonna have to edit this out but yeah but uh yeah no again, it's true it, i don't want to edit that out that is it, the fact okay. i mean yeah. if you're if you're if that that's what they do they have to pay their salaries they have yeah, they, they have they, bills to pay they, so the vast majority of what they're doing is figuring out how the hell are we going to get money to pay how the hell are we going to get money so we can keep doing this yeah yeah yeah. And, and again, my, my thing is, why put anybody down for making money off off of uh, whatever they're being an activist for, you know, because, again, people do that. They That's one of the first things they do to attack somebody that they don't agree with uh, that's being an activist when they say, oh, well, they're making money off of it. So th they, their message is 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 no use to me. But when it's something they agree with. Then it's okay to make money off of it. Right. That, exactly. That's, that, that's, oh, I that's, understand. Yeah. 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 That's that's my thing. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. And and I again, uh, it's it's just silly. It's it's it doesn't follow any logic at all. But but yeah yeah. That's, that's I, personal bias. I mean, we all have it. It's like, oh no, I support this, but I don't support that. But I just what just blows me away is that you don't see it. They don't understand how troubling that is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when yeah, it comes they, to animal it, activism. It, it, exactly. It's they, like, they, aren't they, you they, a little bit worried that their number one priority is the, the fact that they desperately need to raise money so they can pay their salary? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Do you think grassroots is going to be much more effective than that? And the answer is no, because you can only do grassroots in your spare time. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, again, if if uh, that which is not true, because, you know, the most successful movements in 
revolutions and everything come from grassroots. Well, movements. exactly. So Speaking we know we know better than that. Yeah. Speaking of which, so that we don't talk for twelve hours, um, let's get back to the stall because I have some exciting yes. news for everyone. Yes. And Jeff has been there through. He knows how. So when I was going back to the fifty trillion pieces of paper and stuff, we have decided. That's me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have decided that we are going to streamline the stall, and we are um, going to. We, we've we've made an application for the International Vegan Association Veggie Starter Veggie No Vegan Starter Kit. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'm going to edit that out. Vegan <laughs> yeah. Starter Kit. I hate that word veggie. I hate it. I know. I yeah. Um, I agree. <laughs> uh, and but we're also making our own vegan starter kit, which is our very New Zealand centric one that I standby i don't know how good it is but i put my heart and soul in it and i you know and that has a little less like a little less expensive recipes we're trying to offer new zealanders who don't have a lot of money to buy maple syrup and pistachio nuts and stuff um and we're going to have both of them but it's going to be very streamlined we're not going to have a million pieces of paper because as jeff can attest it is exhausting battling that wind and we just didn't get out there as much as we'd like and we're hoping that with this more streamlined it'll still have the big banner so we're going to have a tablecloth that like is melted around the table it's like this elastic thing it's like yes. a design. We're getting a custom design tablecloth, so we're gonna put. We're gonna pay for that, you know, and we're gonna have the stop violence go vegan, and then we're just gonna have the cupcakes, and it's not gonna be on that filthy, <laughs> you know, like I it mean, was clean. It was clean. It just didn't. The plate look. was clean, but <laughs> yeah. everything else was filthy. So we would get out there, and to set up the stall was exhausting. To battle the wind all day was exhausting, and it yes. was took a long time to set up. And one little rainstorm, and that's all my printing like ruined, which was like quite a bit of money and time so we're trying to make it so that we get out there more often so keep so we are bringing the stall back everyone and september yes. um we are going to be out there and i'm hoping we do it regularly like once a month at least i know once a month doesn't sound like a lot to people but for people who work full-time giving up yeah. um you know a, a saturday an entire saturday a month c can be quite a bit and in the summer hopefully we can do it a bit more because the weather will be nicer exactly and, um so that's the exciting news yes and yes so yeah be out there very soon yeah. um and the streamline thing too it'll make it easier you know if you can't come um, you know, I, maybe I could go out and do do it by myself, or yeah, you know, certainly, versa, yeah, it'll, yeah, be, it'll yeah. just be less work, less less problems to manage, and more yeah. cleaner, and just hopefully more amenable for us to just be able to get out there and set it up. So um, we yeah, may be competing with people wearing masks and holding videos or <laughs> chanting or whatever. That's fine. It's a public space, but we're going to be there doing our thing. Exactly. So. And, and there, you, all of those guys, you're welcome to come over and have a conversation with us, too. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, I know you have somewhere to be, so I'll let you go. And thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been fantastic. It's only about an hour and a half so we haven't done that bad wow yeah no that that's that's not that bad okay. yeah i have had podcasts yeah. this long before so, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah cool. well i i was very happy to do it and and excuse my uh, nerves for being on the on the radio uh 
uh, talking so much. Usually I'm just playing music and I don't have to talk. Well, so, I've done most <laughs> of the talking as usual, but no, yeah. do, do. And I think it'll be fun if, if after a stall, maybe we can get together and debrief on the air and then tell yeah. people about our experiences. I think people like hearing that. So maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a very good idea. Yeah. When we do the stall, we should, we should definitely do a podcast yeah for sure yeah because i plan yeah. to do my podcast more regularly as well this whole big two and a half years has been a bit of hell but i'm out on the other side i made it i'm still in one piece and i'm back <laughs> great I'm, I'm, we're so, so happy so happy <laughs> that, that you're back and we're going to be out there again yeah. and uh, having some good conversations with people absolutely all right jeff Okay, you thanks again, easy. and I will definitely do that. You do the same, and I will see you soon. Okay, say hi to okay. Robin. I certainly will. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye now. Bye.